Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Men and Science Podcast. I do sincerely hope you all are having a lovely week and that you will hopefully have an even better weekend. And please remember to subscribe to the Men and Science Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, or YouTube. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at IamFossitude for any and all future podcast information. <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you guys. I've not been feeling 100% myself this week. Um... You know, I feel more like uh, maybe 25% uh, mental health-wise, at least. Uh, so if it sounds like that my heart is not really into it, it, it is. My heart is very much into this. It's just, again, not been fe- doing my, not been feeling my best this week. Uh, if you if you follow me on Twitter, again, at IamFossitude, uh, then you would have already seen me tweet out that I've not been feeling my best this week. Um, I won't get into the details of that because that is my own personal business. Um, just wanted to put it out there that if I, that if I don't sound like I usually do on this particular recording, then I sincerely apologize uh, for not doing my best. But I am, I am going to do my best. But if what I present is not up to the standard that I have set... For this podcast, then again, I sincerely apologize to all three of you who listen to this. I'm just kidding. I know it's more than three. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. Uh, what'd y'all think of that new intro, huh? Uh, I hope you like the new song uh, because that is going to be the new intro for this podcast for the foreseeable future, or, or at least until I get bored with it, probably. Uh, I know that my previous intro song, which was called New Constitution, uh, was a cool song, sounded very badass. Uh, a lot of wrestling fans who listen to this probably remember it for in a few promos from WWE back in 2005. Um... But I just decided to go with something that was a little less in your face, you know? Anyways, uh, today's podcast is a very special one. And it is all about San Diego Comic-Con 2019. The biggest event in pop culture of the year. Where all the major studios and comic book companies and other entertainment uh, companies and brands unveil the details of their latest projects and we all eat it up because we love this shit. We are nerds and we love it. And there's a lot to cover here and I don't know how well I'm gonna be able to truly do justice to any of it, uh, but I will do my absolute best to give you all a good show. And I will be covering more than just the comic book superhero stuff, uh, which is mostly what I talked about last year. This time I'll be covering... Well, I'll be covering a lot of shit, if we're being honest. Um, uh, or at least the stuff that, to me, uh, is worth talking about. Because a lot of it did. These are. A lot of what I'm going to talk about generated the most buzz. Some of it didn't, but it's, you know, stuff that I felt was interesting enough to talk about. Uh, but I will not be talking about that Cats teaser trailer. Just wanted to let you all know about that up front. And also, I won't be covering the Top Gun Maverick stuff because as awesome as that trailer was isn't really much information available for that movie for me to discuss but i assure you there's still plenty of stuff that i'll be talking about on here now without further delay let's get right into this thing san diego comic-con 2019 
to kick things off, I wanted to talk about the highly anticipated game from developers Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal, or Eidos Montreal, and publisher Square Enix. It is Marvel's Avengers. Uh, and here's the information from their panel, taken directly from the game's official Twitter account. Uh, made a few bullet points, and then I'll share my thoughts at the end of this. Uh, first up, let me see. Uh, Troy Baker, voicing Bruce Banner slash the Hulk. Of course, he is best known for portraying Joel in The Last of Us and Sam Drake in Uncharted 4 at Thief's End. And he's excited because he gets to focus on being Bruce more so than the Hulk, which is a unique opportunity, you know, as he puts it. And he enjoys playing inside the original story of the game. Now, again, focusing on Bruce Banner. And then we have Nolan North voicing Tony Stark and Iron Man. Or just Tony Stark, Iron Man. And of course, best known for his iconic role as Nathan Drake in the Uncharted franchise. And he has also voiced Deadpool for the video game of the same name, as well as other Marvel characters in various cartoons and video games as well. And, and speaking on the character, playing this character, he says, this was an honor. He says it was difficult f for the character who has lost his tech and his toys. And Tony is struggling after the events of A-Day, which, you know, I'll get to that in a little bit. We have Laura Bailey as well, voicing Natasha Romanova, Black Widow, and she has also played uh, Nadine Ross in Uncharted 4 Thieves End and Uncharted The Lost Legacy. A lot of Uncharted connections in this game. And she has also voiced Black Widow in other Marvel games and cartoons, but that this will be a newer take, a different take than what she's used to. <laughs> says that Black Widow becomes a lone wolf spy after the event of A-Day, which, let me get to the game details right here. Uh, it says you'll be able to customize Earth's mightiest heroes and then harness their unique powers to defend the world from escalating threats for years to come. You'll also unlock powerful skills and new gear that suits your playstyle and explore a variety of environments filled with challenging missions. The story begins at A-Day, meant to be a celebration of, you know, the Avengers and, you know, stuff that they accomplished up to that point, I guess. But it ends in tragedy, which we all saw in the first trailer a couple months ago from E3. Was it E3? Yeah. Um, and, and this is a story-driven story game, with certain missions designed for specific heroes, and many can be played using any available hero in your roster. And then in the post-campaign world, meaning, you know, once you're done with the main story, you will be able to play as missions with any available hero in your roster to defend the Earth from escalating threats. Uh, we'll have more details about the campaign and co-op play. Um, that'll be fun. And all that, how all of that works in the future. And as of right now, the release date is set for May 15th, 2020. And the game will be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, uh, Microsoft Windows, and Google Stadia. Uh, um, off, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm a video game guy. I did do my special video game podcast last year where I talked about the upcoming video games that were the most uh, hyped up. Uh, remember I talked about Marvel's Spider-Man, um, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, Cyberpunk. Uh, I, I think that's trending. I don't remember if I did, though. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can check that one out in the archives as well. Um, 
and that was actually the first one that I used the little transitional music and sound effects in between each segment. So, yeah, of course I'm doing it a lot more now uh, to try to make it sound, my podcast sound a little more professional because let's be honest, I am not a pro at this. I'm just learning as I go and I'm having fun while doing it. But yeah, the basic details that we have of the game so far uh, sound great to me and uh, any game that features Troy Baker and Nolan North, I am all for it. I'm a big fan of those guys, especially uh, following their channel, Retro Replay, where they play all the old video games, uh, and also that they have a Uncharted definitive playthrough, where uh, Nolan North gets to play the Uncharted game for the first time, and it's a lot of fun, very entertaining. You guys should definitely check that out. It's a fun fun retro replay and the Uncharted Definitive playthrough, very entertaining, and uh, just, you know, getting to play as them through these characters is going to be awesome, uh, and Troy Baker as Bruce Banner, and then uh, Nolan North as Iron Man, and I don't know if they did the mocap for it, probably not, it, from what we've seen in the trailers and some of the gameplay stuff that they, that's been available, uh, I don't think uh, they did the motion capture, they just provide the voice for it, uh, and that's fine, you know, not every game these days has to be motion capture, you know, I know that's that's become the norm for a lot of games, you know, like again, Death Stranding, it's, it looks very heavily motion capture because the characters look exactly like the actors that they're playing, you know, like Troy Baker, character looks like Troy Baker. Um, uh, Norman Reedus' character looks just like Norman Reedus. Uh, and if you haven't seen the that extended uh, trailer for Death Stranding, you should check that out right away because it looks freaking phenomenal. And I can't wait for that, to, that game to come out. I think that one comes out in November of this year. But anyways, this is not talking about that one. I'm talking about the, the Avengers game. Uh, I am a big, again, big Marvel fan, big DC fan, I love the Batman Arkham series, and I love Marvel's Spider-Man game that just came out last year, uh, and I'm still playing through it, trying to, you know, get 100% on every little thing. Um, I platinumed the main story for the game, which is the first time I've platinumed any video game that I've played on my PS4, so when I realized that I did that, I got very excited, <laughs> because I'm a nerd for that kind of shit, you know that. But... Uh, and other details that I've heard regarding that, that this is supposed to be connected to Spider-Man in some way. Uh, again, details of that are not very clear, but it's it's very heavily rumored uh, that that's what it's going to be. That after this game comes out, and then eventually Spider-Man 2 game comes out, that they will, you know, be connected. Like, very much like, like the MCU, but this will be a video game Marvel Universe. Uh, so, you know, like, MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe, I guess the Marvel Video Game Universe would be the MVGA, or MG, or MGU, or MVGU, I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm very much looking forward to this, and I know the graphics from that first trailer especially didn't look the greatest, you know, but the creators of the game, uh, they're sticking by their guns, and they're saying, like, yeah, we, we hear the complaints, but we're not changing anything. And you know what? I applaud them for that. You know, they they don't they shouldn't have to always give in to the to the complaints of the of the crowd. I mean, I mean it worked for the for the Sonic movie because 
everyone flipped out about it, so they got pushed back to next year, and they're gonna re redesign the the CGI for for Sonic in the movie. And hopefully, when we get a second trailer for it, maybe by by the end of this year, we'll get a better, a much better looking Sonic. Um, but yeah, Marvel's Avengers, May fifteenth, twenty twenty, again available on. PS, PlayStation 4, um, PlayStation 4 Pro, Xbox One, Xbox One X, Microsoft Windows, and Google Stadia. Uh, and if y'all plan on playing it, uh, let me know what you think about it. And up next we have... Uh, the reveal uh, trailer for we for The Witcher, Netflix original series The Witcher, based on the book, not the games. It's going to be based on the books, not the video games. And I know a lot of people are not completely happy about that, uh, which I can understand because you know the games are very popular, but this is going to be based primarily on the books. And you know, and Henry Cavill, of course, is the star playing Geralt. And he is a big fan of the books and the video game. He's read all the books, played the games. Basically, Henry Cavill is, is a big nerd for, for a lot of these things. Um, and again, little bullet points from the from the panel and interviews that he did at, at Comic-Con. It says that he's played the games and hoped that it would eventually be made into a TV show or movie. And it said that he annoyed his agents when he heard that the show was in development and had called every day begging for the role before the show was even greenlit. Just, it was just in development. There was no solid, you know, solid anything locked in about the show. And that the director and the crea creators and producers, that they had seen like over 200 something actors for the part and Cavill eventually won it. So, um, and they said that it was a dream come true to play Geralt. Uh, I'm, I think that's how it's pronounced. I don't remember. Uh, Geralt, 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 Geralt. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's happy that he gets to play this because again, yeah, it's a dream come true. And, and I think the hype for this actually started last year because uh, Boss Logic, you know, everyone knows him, famous graphic designer uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. I think he's on Twitter. I'm not sure, but I know he's deaf. Yeah, he is on Twitter. Uh, he, but he's and he's and he's he makes a lot of great work and he had done like a a, a compilation of mm, char video game characters that Henry Cavill could play and one of them happened to be Geralt from The Witcher and he reshared Henry Cavill on his Instagram reshared those images saying that he loved them that you know Boss Logic did a great job and that he would love to play any of those characters and obviously he. Got the part for Geralt for the, for the Witcher, uh, and again, it's going to be based on the books and not the video games. And also, apparently, Cavill also says that he did all of his own stunts filming the show, which is cool. And I'm guessing he probably felt inspired by Tom Cruise when he was doing Mission Impossible Fallout last year, or the year before, filmed it the year before, was released last summer. So he probably took inspiration from him and decided, you know what? Fuck it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Tom Cruise. I'm gonna do all my own stuff on this one. And uh, I mean, I've never read the books. I've played demos for the games, so I am, I am somewhat familiar with it. 
Uh, I haven't gone in depth with it like other fans have. Uh, you know, I'll probably, I'll probably, I probably should check out the books and the games. I'll, I'll, I will eventually. Um, there's no release date yet for the show, but to me, it looks great. Uh, and the hair looks much better than than it did on that first little test costume test that they put on uh, on Inst on Cavill's Instagram, where it, it just it looked very obviously that it was a wig on that first you know costume test. But in the trailer, we get to see him in action, and the hair, the wig that he wears, looks more like a, like it's his real hair. And also, he looks freaking jacked, as he always is, but this time it's like, you know, you thought he was jacked when he was Superman. This one, it's like, you know, if he was a 10 as Superman, he's an 11 as Geralt. And even he said that he's in, he's in better shape for this than he was as Superman. And... And speaking of that, I know from that one particular interview, at least, a lot of people were thinking that, like, oh no, and you know, the way he responded to the to, to the, her talking about Superman, it means he's not going to play him anymore. We don't know what it means. All he did, all she did, was say like, you know, you know, about they were talking about how he looked comparing it to Superman, and all he just said was mm-hmm, and then laughed. That doesn't mean anything. All it was is just you know, mm-hmm, yes, I'm, I've, I, I was in shape for Superman as well. That doesn't mean that he's, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It was just him responding to a question about his physical appearance with the character. You know, but yeah, but then again, you know, social media, especially on Twitter, people will take any little thing and they'll spin it into God knows what. I've, hell, I've been a victim of it in the last couple of days as well. Well, I shouldn't really say victim, but just I've had my my own tweets and words you know, spun to, into bullshit that it really isn't. And, uh, but I'll get to that a little more in one of my later segments on this podcast. But yeah, it looks great. The Witcher show looks great. No specific date yet for the release, but it will premiere sometime in 2020. It's just, again, they don't have an unofficial date yet for when the, the, the season will premiere. Um, and I think that as of right now, they said that the plan is for it to be like maybe like two or three seasons, but you know, who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I am very much looking forward to seeing it. I am a big fan of Henry Cavill and I've enjoyed everything that he's done so far. Uh, you know, I liked him on Tudors. I got to watch that recently. That was a good show. Uh, of course I love him in Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Uh, I enjoyed him in Man from Uncle. I uh, loved him in Mission Impossible Fallout and the 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 Sherlock Holmes whatever movie the where it's him and uh, Millie Bobby Brown. I look I look forward to seeing that one as well. And uh, well, and then this one uh, I'm not really sure if it was actually announced at Comic Con, but you know, I'm covering it anyways because it's my show and I'll say what I want. We found out that we got the two rumored Halloween sequels that we've been hearing about. They'll be filmed back to back. The first one is Halloween Kills, coming October 16th, 2020, and then Halloween Ends, coming October 15th, 2021. And uh, the same cast and crew is going to be coming back. Yeah, we're going to have Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, you know, John Carpenter is coming back to produce and do the music. Uh, David Gordon Green's coming coming back to direct it as well. And 
I'm excited for this. I love the Halloween franchise. It is my favorite horror movie franchise. Um, I've seen all of them. I, the Halloween 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, producer cut of 6, 7, 8, Rob Zombie Halloween 1, Rob Zombie Halloween 2, and then Halloween 2018. And I've loved all of them. Even the ones that people, you know, that are, that are like generally hated. As I always say, I can always find something in any movie. No matter how bad it is, I can find something about it that I love. And Halloween movies, yeah, they've all, they've been hit or miss for forever, pretty much, with those sequels. But I can always find something from each movie that makes me love it. And I will be doing a Halloween, uh, special Halloween podcast in a few months, and um, I'll get to that in a little bit later. And another another segment that I have on this particular episode, uh, a very special segment that um, you know I'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. And my understanding of it, from the information that is currently available, is that uh, that this is going to be the end of the Laurie Strode Michael Myers saga. That it's not that, you know, my, this is going to be it for Halloween. Just that this is going to be the end of the Michael Myers versus Laurie Strode saga. That once Halloween ends happens, that's it. No more Laurie Strode. They're going to move on. Michael Myers might still be there. But Laurie Strode won't be there. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I've, like I said, I love all the Halloween movies. See if I gotta take a drink. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I've been talking for about 25 minutes, not 25, but 20-something minutes now. <sighs> Throat's starting to get dry. But, yeah. Uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis, of course, we all love her as Laurie Strode. I mean, she was in Halloween 1, Halloween 2, Halloween H2O, Hall the first 10-15 minutes of Halloween Resurrection, then Halloween 2018, and then she'll be back for Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. And, you know what? Bring it on. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh... I have no idea what these stories are going to be. We'll, of course, we'll learn about it throughout the year. We don't know when they're going to start filming as well, but they will be filming them back to back. They'll do Halloween Kills, take a couple weeks break, and then get started on Halloween Ends, and then, you know, release them one year apart. And, you know, I'll be there opening weekend just like I was for Halloween movie last year. And I hope you all will be there too. And we got another little little tidbit for continuing with the horror theme. Creep show, the brand new Creep show show, <laughs> uh, and that will be coming to Shudder. Uh, it'll be based on the classic films and stories by Stephen King and the late George Romero. And details that I have right here on my notes is it will feature twelve stories told over twelve episodes. From, excuse me, from The Walking Dead's Greg Nicotero. Uh, I'm guessing he'll be the writer and maybe director for a lot of it, but primarily writing and producing. Um, and some of it will be like, you know, re updated recreations of those original stories. And it will feature uh, big names such as David Arquette, Adrian Barbaro, Bruce Davison, who 
some of you might remember best as Senator Kelly in the X-Men movies, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Kid Cudi, Big Boy of Outcast, and Tobin Bell, who of course most of us best know as Jigsaw from the Saw films. And it is not going to hold back at all on the scares and the gore, which this kind of show, if you've seen the, the Creepshow films, the Creepshow 1 and Creepshow 2, that you you will know that it, the, it, they were all about the scare and the gore. Some of it was a little over the top, but at the same time, it had to be. And the first one was better. Definitely much better. Uh, it's been a long time since I've watched it, though. Last time I watched it was a few years ago, I remember. Um, uh, I don't remember too much of it, because, again, it's been a long time. I do remember the, 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 the one segment where they had with Leslie Nielsen and Ted Danson. That one was, was a really good one. Especially because, you know, because in this one, like, Leslie Nielsen, because we all, you know, know him best as for his comedy roles, but he was very, like, serious and dramatic in this one, and it was honestly kind of creepy seeing him that way. Um, but I loved it. Um, and I love, I love horror. I love scary films. I love gory movies. You know, well, gory to an extent, because, you know, I mean, I am human. I, I do have my limits. Uh, but, you know, I love... Again, I love the Creepshow films, um, very much like the Tales from the Crypt. I loved Tales from the Crypt growing up as well. That was one of my favorite shows. Um, and just very much looking forward to getting to watch this. Uh, I, again, it'll be on Shudder. I don't have Shudder. I should probably uh, look into checking that one out. Because they have, from what, my understanding, they have a lot of great mo original movies and TV shows on there. Uh, and... Creep show, the new Creep Show will be premiering on September 26th of this year on Shutter. So, if you love, you know, if you love campy horror movies like the like this kind of stuff, y'all should check this one out as well. Yay! It's Jay and Silent Bob. <sighs> and speaking of campy, well sort of campy, we got the first trailer for the Jay and Silent Bob reboot, um, and that's another uh, director that I'm a big fan of, Kevin Smith, love his movies, first time I ever watched one of his movies was his first film, Clerks, uh, great, great movie, great, a lot of his movies, I mean, some of them have been, you know, again, hit or miss, but, but that's every director, you know. Like every every great director will have a few duds here and there, but with Kevin Smith, I loved Clerks, loved Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, uh, Clerks Two, uh, Jersey Girl to an extent. Um, let's see, you know, Tusk. I haven't. It's been a while since I've watched that. Red State's been a while. I've been a while for that one as well. Uh, yoga Yoga Hosiers. Um, what was the other one? God damn, what was the other one? Oh yeah, Cop Out, I enjoyed that one as well. Uh, and Zack and Mary make a porno, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite directors, he's a lot of fun, I love listening to his podcasts. Uh, plural, podcasts, because he has more than one. Uh, but my favorite one from to listen to, because he has, he has Hollywood Babylon, and he has a Fat Man Beyond, used to be called, you know, Fat Man on Batman, now it's Fat Man Beyond. Uh, Fat Man Beyond is my favorite, you know, co-hosting with Mark Bernardin, it's a lot of fun. You know, they'll have guests on there sometimes. Um, but anyways, yeah, Jane's Bob Reboot. Uh, but, uh, 
And, well, the basic story of the film is, much like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, is that they're finding out that there's, you know, the characters that are based on them, Bluntman and Chronic, uh, that, you know, that was the first film that they were making a movie about it. And in this one, how they're making a, re a rebooted film of Bluntman and Chronic, and Jay and Silent Bob are on, on a mission to Hollywood to stop this reboot. You know, just like they tried to stop the original film being made. And... And if you've seen the trailers, you already know that this features, you know, a lot of the cameos from characters within the Viewaskew universe, or Viewaskewverse, um, including actors such as, you know, Shannon Elizabeth, Jason Lee, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, which I'll say, when I saw Ben Affleck in the trailer, it legitimately, legitimately brought a tear to my eye. I, I felt very good about that. Because uh, if, if you know the, whole, the story about how because you know, Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck, they were best friends for so many years, and then just, um, I mean, drama, you know, private stuff, you know, came up, and, you know, Jennifer Garner didn't, was, didn't like Kevin Smith either, and, you know, drove a big rift between them, and evidently they've made up, and they are friends again, and just, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, Shannon Elizabeth, Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, um... Uh, Craig Robinson, I think it's his name. He's in there as well. Um, Matt Damon, with a quick little glimpse, looks like he's he's re you know re returning as his character from from Dogma, which is pretty cool because he was wearing the same the same jacket, and he was sitting in a church. It looked like he was holding a Bible. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, um, Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek on there at at a Comic Con panel where. Um, where Q from Impractical Jokers comes up, dressed as uh, um, Bluntman, and he asks what they think about the reboot. Uh, and Tommy Chong is in this cool as well. You know, everyone loves Tommy Chong, so that's cool. Um, and then also that Jay finds out that he has a daughter uh, in this film, uh, played by Kevin Smith's real-life daughter, Harley Quinn Smith. Uh, uh, who actually played Baby J in the in the intro of Jane's Jane's Album Strike Back, uh, which is just kind of funny that he she played a baby version of Jay in the first film, and now she's playing his daughter in the sequel. That's to me that's awesome. Um, uh, and her name in the film again, if you've seen the trailer, you know, is Millennium Falcon. And when they introduce her as that, and he's the Shannon Elizabeth, she says, "This is this is Millennium Falcon." Silent Bob's face just lights up, and it's it just put, it, it you can't help but laugh your ass off at that, uh, because yeah, we know Kevin Smith, big Star Wars fan, big comic book fan, he loves all of this shit, and uh, and there's uh, gonna be quite a few DC and Marvel actors throughout this film again if you've seen the trailer they also showed chris hemsworth um there's val kilmer in there playing an older grittier blunt man um melissa benoist of course from supergirl show she plays a a, re a revamped female version of chronic um because i believe because i'm yeah that there was going to be multiple batman actors in the film uh so yeah we already know val kilmer and ben affleck uh and everyone's speculating on who the other ones could be. I mean, you know, some people say maybe Christian Bale, but, you know, knowing the kind of actor Christian Bale is, he probably would not do this. So more than likely would be, you know, Michael Keaton, uh, 
maybe George Clooney, who knows. Um, possibly Kevin Conroy, he is the most famous voice of Batman. Um, and there, but, and there, but there is also Diedrich Batter, he played the security guard in Jan Silent Bob Strike Back, and he'll be back in this one as the same security guard. He has voiced Batman on Batman Brave and the Bold, uh, as well as the, you know, one of the upcoming DC Universe shows, uh, which I will get to in a little bit. Uh, so, you know, that's three of them right there. There might be more, we don't know. Uh, we don't know that much about the film other than just, again, just like the first film, they're on a mission to go to Hollywood to stop them from making the movie. And I am excited for it, and it will be in theaters this October on the 15th, and I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. Alright, I'm going to take a break now, because it feels very much needed for me at the moment. been going on for over 30 minutes, and I still got a lot to get to. Um, and when I will, when I return, I will discuss, well, you know, uh, well, I'll, I'll be right back. Just don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. All right. I am back. Thank you all for sticking around. Now let's get back into this. And we have some more details on the somewhat highly anticipated, although if you're on Twitter, you might you might not think that. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, uh, directed by Tim Miller, who directed the first Deadpool film and is being produced by James Cameron, who was the man who created you know this franchise. Uh, and some of the details that I have on here on my little list, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, he returns as the T-800, like in the previous films. He is the T-800. And in this one, he actually has a name. His name is Carl, apparently. And he's off living in a cabin in the woods, quietly, away from civilization. Um... And then Mackenzie Davis, uh, her character is named Grace, and is basically, she's similar to Sam Worthington's character in Terminator Salvation, where she's a human being who has been given enhanced mechanical features. So she's like a, a human Terminator hybrid. And we also have N Natalia Reyes, uh, her character is Danny Ramos, and she's basically the new John Connor of the story, or the new Sarah Connor, depending on how you look at it. And basically mean that she's essential to humanity's survival in the pending war with the machines. And we have Gabriel Luna. His character is is a Rev Nine, which from my what I've read about it is that he's an advanced Terminator sent back in time to terminate Danny. And he's his particular Terminator again, a Rev Nine, consists of a traditional solid endoskeleton surrounded by a skin of mimetic polyalloy and has the ability to separate these two components into two separate fully autonomous terminator units basically he can split himself into, into two terminators which is pretty cool honestly uh and but the big news to come out of the terminator dark fate panel edward furlong is returning as john connor though we're not entirely sure on, in what capacity that he'll be returning, other than flashbacks to, to T2. 
because uh, there are going to be some flashbacks to to that time period where we'll see the younger John Connor, Edward Furlong, and the younger T-800 Arnold Schwarzenegger, which from what I'm hearing, like, it's going to be body doubles and then they're going to CGI the faces to look like, you know, it's them from T2, which, I mean, I really hope that James Cameron is funding, you know, funding with his billions of dollars himself, because then he'll, we'll get the great special effects like we got from Alita Battle Angel and the Avatar films and the first two Terminator films. Um, and I know there's a lot of people giving shit to Tim Miller, especially, about this, because um, he went on the preemptive strike of, you know, all people. You know, people that are already, that are already hating this film is because they, you know, they're misogynist and sexist and all that stuff, which I really don't like that he's doing that because, I mean, he made a great Deadpool movie and he's trying to, you know, as some people say, trying to get the woke points on social media by talking this way and just, uh, maybe just hush, let the marketing do its job and see how people feel about the movie. Um, but, you know, the film comes out November 1st, and I look forward to seeing it. I, my only hope is that it not be wor any, it not be any worse than Terminator Genesis. Uh, as long as it's better than Genesis, I'll be fine. And the next exciting little little news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, we have more details and a new trailer for HBO's Watchmen series. Now, if you've seen the trailer, to me, it looked fucking epic. It really was. Um, I remember when I, when I watched the trailer, when, it, when they first, you know, uploaded it onto YouTube, it made me want to go watch the Watchmen movie. And I literally did. Like, right after I saw that trailer, I went over to the DC Universe app, and I watched Watchmen. And just... Uh, it just reminded me why I love Zack Snyder so much. <sighs> Anyways. In this, the new trailer, it they had a lot of action. Uh, you know, it didn't give too much away on what, what's going on. But to me, like, it felt very much like it is a direct follow-up to the film. Um, especially because they talked about a lot about Dr. Manhattan, um, cause, and they did kind of tease, you know, a little, they did give a little teaser of him in there, uh, that, uh, Regina King's character is face-to-face -face with, uh, with, with someone, and he says, maybe I'm Dr. Manhattan. She says, you know, can't remember exactly what she says, but it's basically it's like, you know, it's bullshit. Dr. Manhattan lives on Mars, which, if you remember from the movie, he was on Mars. Um, because, you know, he was tired of humanity, uh, basically just tired of humanity's bullshit. But yeah, they, they gave a nice tease at the end of this trailer where they showed person in a suit walking up, there's a blue mask on the floor, and then we see the hand reach down, and it's a blue hand. What, what character in the Watchmen universe is, is blue? Only, only Dr. Manhattan. And, you know, the cast... Features a lot of great, great names. And we have, again, like I said, we have Regina King. Uh, we have Don Johnson, who's awesome. We have we have the great Jeremy Irons, uh, who will be playing um, 
an, an older Ozymandias, so that's cool. Uh, we have we have Louis Gossett Jr., uh, who was the one that Regina King's character talked to, saying maybe I'm Doctor Manhattan. And then we have uh, the, the, the camera. I don't know how to pronounce the name. It's Yahya, the, the Yahya Abdul Mateen the uh, second, the guy that plays Black Manta in Aquaman. Um, and then we even have Robert Redford, legendary actor Robert Redford. And when I looked it up, his character that's on IMDb, it's listed as. Get this, President Robert Redford. <laughs> what that's all about, I have no idea, but I am intrigued by it. And um, actually, let me look up to see if there's when there's when the premiere date is because I don't remember uh, when when it's supposed to premiere. Uh, all right, just give me a second here. All right. Alright, well, I don't see a specific date yet, just that it'll premiere sometime this year, but again, no details on that yet. Uh, but either way, I'm excited for the show, and I love The Watchmen. I actually recently bought the, just re-purchased re the graphic novel. I think I purchased it after I saw Dark Phoenix, because the movie theater that I go to, it's right behind the mall, and they have a Barnes & Noble right up there. So I was like, right after I got out of the theater, I went through Barnes & Noble, just browsing around, killing time before I go home. And I saw the Watchmen graphic novel just sitting right there on the shelf next to the Starbucks cafe that they have inside there, and decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna get it. I haven't read it yet, because I've been busy reading the Keith Richards biography titled Life. Um, that I've been reading off and on for almost 10 years. Yeah, I know, 10 years is a long time to read one book, but it's a long book. It really is. Uh, great book, but it's long. But I'm at the final three chapters now, so I should be finished, hopefully by mid-October. <laughs> but anyways, uh, again, the trailer got me so excited for the show. It's a pretty long trailer, it's like three minutes. Uh, like like two and a half, three minutes, I don't remember. But it's a, it's a good trailer. And the little tease with Dr. Manhattan at the end is what... I mean, I was already sucked in and I was won over by it. But that little tease just was like, alright. I'm definitely going to watch this show. Every week. And like I said, it feels like it's a direct follow-up to the Zack Snyder film from 2009. And, which, and it's funny because this is, yeah, ten years since the film premiered well a few months ago was the ex was exactly 10 years but still it's pretty cool that you know that the show is premiering 10 years after the movie um and i have no idea exactly what kind of stories that they're going to tell but at this point i don't care i'm just excited for the damn show especially getting to see jeremy iron as a as an an older ozymandias that's that's, that's that is perfect casting in my opinion and hopefully we'll get a release date soon, or premiere date, very soon. Uh, because I want to get all over The Watchmen. I want to wa be there, you know, on the premiere night and watching it. And I hope you all will, too. As I mentioned a little while ago about, you know, when I said I was watching the Watchmen film on DC Universe, we have some DC Universe news. Uh, we have some more information for the Harley Quinn animated series. 
Um, first off that I have right here is the, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the cast information. Let me get a quick drink. Ah, we have the cast, we have the, the voice talent of Lake Bell as Dr. Pamela Isley, aka Poison Ivy. Alan Tudyk as Joker. Um, apparently DC Universe loves Alan Tudyk, and I do too. He's an awesome, awesome actor. Then we have Christopher Maloney as Commissioner Gordon, which that might be my favorite casting on here because I love Christopher Maloney. He's, I'm a big fan of his work. Great on Law and Order SVU. Great on the show Oz. Loved him as Colonel Hardy in Man of Steel. And I love his, him on, on the show Happy on Sci-Fi. So I very much look forward to seeing what he can do as Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Tony Hale as Dr. Edgar Sisko, a.k.a. Dr. Psycho. Um, not sure how to pronounce this. I hope I pronounced it right. Rahul Kohli uh, as Dr. Jonathan Crane, a.k.a. Scarecrow. Diedrich Batter, as I mentioned before, as Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman. And, of course, Haley Cuoco as our new Harley Quinn. Uh, and included in the cast, we also have J.B. Smoove, Jason Alexander, Tisha Campbell-Martin, Jim Rash, Ron Funches, Giancarlo Esposito, pretty popular guy it seems right now, uh, Natalie Morales, uh, Matt Oberg, uh, James Adomian, and Wanda Sykes in currently unknown roles. And the show will be more mature cartoon with a lot of violence, explicit language, and basically it's just some adult shit going on. Uh, basically, and it, basically it's, it'll be what the Deadpool cartoon was supposed to be before FX decided to cancel that. You know, it's going to be grown up. It's going to be raunchy and explicit and fucked up. And, you know, again, speaking of Deadpool, there there's supposed to be some fourth wall breaking by Harley. Um, basically, this this is Deadpool in the DC universe. Uh, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, I'm a f I'm a fan of what I know about the show so far. Uh, the animation to me kind of resembles the Bruce Tim um, animations from the '90s with Batman the Animated Series and the Superman and Batman Beyond and Justice League Unlimited, Justice League of America, all those great shows. Um, so I'm just very much looking forward to seeing this. And as of right now, there's no specific day. Uh, for when it premieres, but it is set to premiere on the DC Universe streaming service this coming October. And then more DC Universe news. We have not really much details, but we have a uh, for season. We have season two confirmed of the of Titans that'll be it'll be premiering September sixth. Um, and the only other information that we have is that we will be seeing the debut of super character Superboy, Aqualad. Deathstroke and Crypto the Superdog, uh, which you know, if you saw in the season finale of season one, they did already tease Superboy and Crypto the Superdog. But some of the leaked uh, images from the panel that we do, we will get to see Superboy and Aqualad. And as I talked about a few months ago on, on here, uh, Deathstroke will be on there as well. And it's can't remember the actor's name, but like I said, he's the he's the, the one that plays. Uh, the dad to the hot Hispanic girl on How to Get Away with Myrtle, Murder, rather, and, uh, and the costume from the leaked footage or leaked pictures 
I mean, to me, it looks pretty cool. It doesn't look completely Deathstroke, in my opinion, but, you know, I, I love Titans, so I trust in them that they're going to deliver a great product with that, because Season 1 was awesome, and as soon as I, you know, got to Season, or Episode 10, the, the finale, was it Episode 10? I don't know, whatever, whatever the episode, the, the season finale was, that's, I just decided, you know what, I need season two right fucking now. <laughs> uh, and we will be getting it again, September 6th of this year. And we also got confirmation that Doom Patrol is renewed for season two, and my god, I am so freaking happy for that. I love Doom Patrol. I finally finished the season, like, about a month ago. I was so behind on, on the last few episodes, and... I love it. It's such an awesome show, and then we're gonna we're gonna get season two sometime in 2020. And I hate that I have to wait that long, but at the same time, I'm okay with it because just it's such an fucking awesome show. It's I know it's ridiculous and it's out there, but that's that's kind of the whole point. <laughs> oh, I I love it, and I look forward to it. That season finale to me was a perfect finale for for the for the introduction of Doom Patrol in this current medium. Uh, and we also got a confirmation that Young Justice will be getting a season four as well. No confirmation of when that will happen, but you know, with the the success of season three, Young Justice Outsiders, we will be getting a season four. And this is just all great news to me because I love the DC Universe app. A lot of great stuff. I've been reliving a lot of the great uh, shows and movies that I had growing up, like rewatching Batman: Mask of the Phantasm, rewatching Batman: The Animated Series. Uh, and new Batman Adventures when they moved to WB, uh, Batman Beyond, um, Static Shock, I've been watching that one as well, the old 1990s uh, Flash starring John Wesley Shipp, uh, I haven't finished that, that one yet, I'm in the middle of, of the, the one and only season that they had, they should have had more than what they had, uh, what was the other one, uh, Watchmen, as I said, um, uh, Batman, you know, Dark Knight Returns Part 1 and 2. I wish they would put the deluxe edition where it's both of them to combine as one film. Um, I think they have Batman Hush on there. Uh, I haven't watched it yet, but I think it's, it's it premiered on there already. I gotta check that one out, though. Uh, but yeah, a lot of great shows, a lot of great movies. Um, anyone who's a big DC Comics fan, this app is basically heaven for you and i cannot i cannot recommend enough subscribing to the dc universe service um you know you, you can either pay do the monthly you know pay subscription payment or you can do like what i did and just pay for the one year subscription and you don't have to worry about it until that renew renew date comes up you know after that 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 fiscal year for you uh, which for me it'll be sometime in January. I don't remember the exact date. Um, but yeah, Titan season two coming September six. Doom Patrol season two coming sometime twenty twenty, and Young Justice season four coming someday. And now we get to what many were calling the the winner of San Diego Comic-Con. The Marvel Cinematic Universe unveiling their slate for Season 4 that is that will be spread out between 2020 and 2021, which, from what I've been reading, this is actually just Part 1 of Phase 4. 
um, because there is more to come. But we will learn more about that as the next two years progress. And first up, we have uh, for the DC Plus service. Uh, I'll be talking about the. I'm basically before I get into, it, I'm going to say the first few. Let me see, one, two, three, four, uh, five. Yeah, the first five, you know, things that I'm going to be talking about on this segment are all shows from the DC Plus service that will be coming out soon. Um, and the first one up is Falcon and Winter Soldier. And this will, of course, star Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie reprising their roles as Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we'll also be featuring the return of Daniel Bruhl. I don't know how to pronounce it, as Baron Zemo, which we saw in Captain America Civil War. And they had a little promo where he came up on the screen as Baron Zemo. And, uh, and it, I don't, I haven't, they haven't uploaded it yet, as far as I know. I haven't seen it, at least. And at the end of it, the screen goes a little fuzzy, but he's wearing the iconic purple mask of Baron Zemo, like in the comic books. And... Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see how that turns out. I really do. And, and the only thing we know about the plot for the show so far is that this does take place after Avengers Endgame. That that part has been confirmed. And also Anthony Mackie says that he's done costume testing for what will eventually be his Captain America costume. Because again, if you've seen America... Sorry for seeing the Avengers Endgame... Whew, like I said, not been, not really been all there this week. But yeah, if you've seen Avengers Endgame, you know that at the end, old man Steve Rogers comes back after returning all the stones and all that stuff, and passes on the shield to <clears throat> to Sam Wilson, anointing him as the new Captain America. And we are going to see the beginning stages of that on this show, which. I mean, I'm. I might not like Anthony Mackie as you know, kind of a, as a human being because a lot of interviews I've seen where he's just straight up dick. But I look forward to seeing how he handles the the pressure of being the new Captain America. And this one will be premiering in on the DC Plus service in the fall of 2020. The other show that we have up is WandaVision, which I still think that that's I, and a lot of people will agree that it's, it's a stupid name for the show but i understand why that's that's what it's called and of course that it will have elizabeth olsen and paul bettany reprising their roles as scarlet witch and vision and that story from my understanding of the information that i saw when i looked looked was following the panel you know live tweeting and all that stuff that this is supposed to be taking place between uh, Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War because remember in Infinity War Vision is murdered basically he's killed by Thanos when Thanos pulls the 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 Mind Stone out of his head uh, and then Wanda is, is dusted by the blip the snap whatever you want to call it um, and so and and then she of course returns in an in Endgame, uh, Vision doesn't because he was killed pre-snap. So if you were killed pre-snap, you don't come back. <clears throat> uh, and also, what we learned is that in this show, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing it. It's Tiana Paris, Paris, 
she'll be playing a grown-up Monica Rambo, who we first were introduced to in Captain Marvel, who was the daughter of um, what's her face that you know uh, Carol Danvers' BFF, who some people believe this was actually her lesbian lover. <laughs> um, and and this show will premiere in spring 2021. Uh, on the DC Plus service, and then we also have the other one, Loki, which if you've seen the logo for it, it's just, I don't know how they came up with that logo, but yeah, it'll be Tom Hiddleston reprising his role as Loki, and it'll pick up exactly from the point in Avengers Endgame when they're in the 2012 Avengers battle, and Loki was, you know, taken prisoner and going about to go back to Asgard, that, remember, he, you know, when they're trying to retrieve the Tesseract, it gets loose, he grabs it, and then, voop, just disappears, and that's where the show jumps off from. Don't know much details besides that, and the only other detail is that it'll premiere on Disney Plus Spring 2021. And the other show that we have, uh, that I didn't even know was you know, in development is uh, a show called What If, like what if, dot dot dot, question mark. This will be an animated show, um, and the plot, or basic, basic concept of it is that it'll feature the, you know, many of the actors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, from the films, that uh, they'll be voicing their characters on this series. This will basically be like a, like a, kind of like the, the actual co the comic book series that San Lee did. Where it was like, you know, like, what if, you know, this character did this instead of what, you know, is the canon or whatever, you know? They're basically looking at, like, alternate versions of what those, char those characters and those stories could be. And it'll be narrated by the awesome Jeffrey Wright. Uh, he'll be the narrator as The Watcher. And, and again, it'll feature, it says, it says it'll feature a majority of the actors who played the characters in the live-action films. So, like, you know, we might get, you know, Robert Downey Jr. coming back. We might get Chris Evans, um, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Scarlett Johansson, um, Jeremy Renner, and who else uh, wants to do this? And, you know, hey, it's, it's a cool concept. You know, I love it. Uh, and again, it does take it directly from the comic book series that they had, very similar to this. So, very curious to see which stories that they'll adapt and... You know, use for her this one. Excuse me, gotta take another drink. Ah, and the other, the last of the Disney Plus shows that I'll be talking about we have is Hawkeye. And I saw a lot of people complaining about the logo for the show, but the, the logo is literally taken directly from the Hawkeye comic books. So I don't know why they're complaining, but no, that's just me. <laughs> And of course, it will star Jeremy Renner as Clint Barton, Hawkeye. And the basic, the main story of the show is that he'll be uh, with his, you know, his daughter Kate Bishop. That she'll be the co-lead of the show, and he'll be training her uh, to basically be the new Hawkeye, a superior Hawkeye. Um, uh, and the only other detail that we have available for the show is that it says it will further explore Hawk Hawkeye's time as Ronan. Because, again, in the beginning of Endgame, his family, they, you know, they they blip from the snap. And then we see him again at the five years later, 
part of the story where he has become Ronin and he has been taking out all these, you know, gangsters and drug dealers and murderers who simply for the fact that that they that they're still here after all the all the other people got snapped away. Which and you know, like a lot of people that 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 Ronin scene was pretty freaking badass and awesome and a lot of us have been wanting to see more of that and hopefully we will get to see like more of that like more more of that like exactly like how that scene was because it was awesome <clears throat> but yeah besides those little details there's not much else available but that one will also premiere on the disney plus service in the fall of 2021 and forgot to mention the what if will be premiering on summer 2021 and now moving on to the films the film section of the Phase 4 slate, we have Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm, the Ten Rings. Sounds familiar? Uh, yeah, because it was referenced in the first and third Iron Man films. Uh, of course, the Ten Rings is, is a very, very important part of the Iron Man and Mandarin story. Which, you know, of course, Tony Stark's dead. So... Not gonna really have anything to do with him, but we'll see. But yeah, the, this film, according to Kevin Feige, it will feature the real Mandarin. Because remember, in the Iron Man 3, we had Trevor, Trevor Slattery. I meant actor. Uh, but in this one, we'll have the real Mandarin, played by Tom Leung. Hope I'm pronouncing that. And the cast will also feature Aquafina in a yet-to-be-revealed role. Yes, Aquafina. If you don't know who she is, Google her. Uh, and Simu, Simu Liu as the lead, Shang-Chi. And currently, see, will be directed by Destin Daniel Creighton. Um, not much details on the plot of the film, other than just, you know, Shang-Chi is on the radar of the Mandarin, and he's coming after him. And has a release date of February 12th, 2021. And now we move on to the new Thor film. The new Thor, officially titled Thor Love and Thunder. Or as I joked about it last week, Love and Thunder Down Under. <laughs> uh, and the details that we have is that the film will be based on the comic book series The Mighty Thor. Uh, which featured a female Thor, and which leads to the big, what apparently is big, very, very controversial, uh, if you can believe that on Twitter, uh, that Natalie Portman returning as Jane Foster, and as they put it there in the mantle, she will harness the power of the God of Thunder herself. So she will be the mighty Thor, uh, alongside Chris Hemsworth, who is returning as Thor, uh, Tessa Thompson returning as Valkyrie, and Taika Waititi will be returning as the director. And I am very much intrigued by the idea that we are going to get the the female Thor, the mighty Thor, uh, played by Natalie Portman as Jane Foster. And a lot of people are complaining about this, saying, "Ah, oh, you know, now you know, Phase Four has gone woke and all this and stuff." And yeah, I can get it. I get why people are seeing that, but just. I mean, people were complaining that the MCU doesn't follow the comic books enough, and now that one of the films actually is following the comic books, they're still complaining. I don't know. I don't know. People just, they just love to complain. They complain about complaining. Oh, shit, I forgot to put down the release date of the film. Let me check this one out. 
quick little Google search. Uh, yeah, November 5th, 2021 is the official release date uh, for Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> and the next film that we have up on the MCU Phase 4 slate is The Eternals. Not much details on the plot for the film made available right now, but we do have the the cast on here. It says it'll feature Richard Madden as Icarus, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, uh, Dong Lee as Gilgamesh, Brian Tyree Henry as the genius Fastos, uh, Leah McHugh as Sprite. Salma Hayek as their leader, Ajak or Ajak, which I didn't even know Salma Hayek was in this movie, so that that, that intrigues me. Uh, Lauren Ridloff as Makari, and Angelina Jolie as Thinna. Um, and it has a release date of November 6, 2020. Again, I'm don't know the details about the movie yet. They haven't, as far as I know, they they haven't made those public. But they're supposed to start filming soon to make sure it gets that that November 6, twenty twenty release. And just, I mean, features a lot of actors and actresses that I'm a fan of, and I'm so I'm very much intrigued by this. Uh, and we also have the new Doctor Strange film, which is officially titled Doctor Strange in Into the Madness of it, Sorry. Take two, <laughs> Doctor Strange in the mal in the multiverse of madness. Whoa, easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, Scott Derrickson is returning to direct the film. He, of course, directed the first one, which it was a very good film. Though I wish it could have been a little darker. But you know, according to this, there's the they're promising that this sequel, you know, into the in the multiverse of madness will be the first truly scary MCU film with gothic horror and psychedelic stuff. Um, and that uh, Scarlet Witch will be f featured as part of Doctor Strange's journey through the film. And that from apparently this is actually going to take off from whatever the season finale is for whatever the finale is for WandaVision is going to be. That it'll be like the, whatever that finale is will be the jumping off point for uh, for this film, for her character at least. Uh, and that it has a release date of May 7th, 2021. Uh, and this is, a, this is a film that a lot of people are most looking forward to because of the idea of it being a multiverse film, which they touched on in the first Doctor Strange, but they didn't go into too much detail about it. Um, and you know how, what kind of multiverse concepts that they're gonna play around with? I don't know. I'm I'm just very intrigued by it because I love Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. He's 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 perfect as the character. So, um, oh yeah, and the villain will be Nightmare. So that's cool. Um. But yeah, I'd love to learn more about the plot and with exactly what, how they explore the multiverse in this film. Because, you know, multiverse, you know, in the comic books is always a fascinating thing for me. Um, and I'm excited to see, see it being explored in live action form because, you know, of course, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse explored the concept of the multiverse very, very well. It's a fucking awesome movie. And you know, I'm still so happy and so proud that it won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars. Uh, 
because remember for the best animated film feature film at the oscars it, it be almost always went to disney and yeah disney they make they make they do make some of the best movies out there with animation but just i'm so happy that in into the spider-verse one like actually like i remember when when they announced in the, the oscar goes to spider-man into the spider-verse i jumped up off the couch with my arms in the air like 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 my team just won the, the 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 world series like like if the new york mets won the world series that's how excited i was when i, I jumped up and was like yes <sighs> seriously if you have not seen spider-man into the spider-verse please check it out right away it is it is perfect <sighs> but yeah dr strange in the multiverse of madness Release date May seventh, twenty twenty-one. And then the final film that they talked about on the panel is the the Black Widow film, which is currently filming right now. Uh, we have the cast. Uh, it includes Scarlett Johansson, obviously returning as Natasha Black Widow, and we also will include a Florence Pugh uh, as Yelena Belova. Uh, of course, Florence Pugh. We all. Or at least I remember her, but best for uh, recent films that she'd had this year, uh, "Fighting with My Family," the story of pro wrestler Paige, uh, and also "Midsummer." That, yeah, you guys should check that one out. Whew. But yeah, in the cast we also have David Harbour as the Red Guardian, Rachel Weisz as Melina, and let's see Ot Fagbini. As Mason, who is a contact from Black Widow's past before she began working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Now, um, you know, like some of the other films, not much is known about the plot, except that they'll be in Budapest during the film at some point, not sure for how long. Uh, and that also, this film also apparently takes place between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. Which, I mean, that's fine, cool. Uh, I'm I am a fan of Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, so I'll, I'll definitely be be there to check this film out when it it hits theaters May first, twenty twenty. Um, yeah, you know, anxious to see what that first trailer is going to be, which we'll probably get one. Let me see, since it comes out in May, then the trailer will probably will premiere maybe New York Comic Con in October. I don't know, we'll see. Uh, and then. The panel closed with Kevin Feige saying, and I quote, this is all direct quote from him, we didn't even mention that we're making Black Panther 2. <clears throat> Rewind, start it again. And by the way, I'm not editing any of this out, so if, yeah, just have fun with it. Again, panel closed with Kevin Feige saying, we didn't even mention that we're making Black Panther 2. We didn't even mention about... We didn't even talk about, rather, the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is coming. We didn't even have time to talk about Captain Marvel 2. In fact, he said, I didn't even have time to talk about the Fantastic Four. He continues, and there's no time left to talk about mutants and how mutants come into the MCU. I want to leave you with one more thing that I don't think has been rumored yet. Two-time Academy Award winner Mahershala Ali. Yeah. And then, of course, Mahershala Ali walked out on stage with a baseball hat 
And he's, you know, because all of them, they're all wearing hats representing the, the movies and the shows that they're going to be starring in. And Foggy says, yeah, Marshall, it seems like you brought your own hat. And then he puts the hat on, and on the front of the hat, Blade. And that was the big news to come out of the MCU Phase 4 panel from Comic-Con. People flipped out about that, and... I think most of them, in addition to Doctor Strange, you know, in, in, the, in the Multiverse of Madness, that this is what people are most excited about with the MCU, because Mahershala Ali, great actor. I've, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about him. He's a great actor, and for a lot of people, he has been fancast as an MCU blade for a long time. And, of course, I am all for that. I love his his work. He's a great actor. Hey, he, he was here, hey, and speaking of, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, he was... <clears throat> Whew, sorry, got a little light headed there. He was in Into the Spider-Verse as well. Um, and of course he was also on the Luke Cage show on Netflix, which, you know, him becoming Blade now, this kind of confirms that the Netflix Marvel shows had nothing to do with MCU, which I know a lot of people are pissed off about, and I get that, but oh well. Yeah, no, we have no no other information other than that Mahershala Ali is the new Blade. We don't know when the film's coming out. We don't know if it'll be part of Phase 4 or if it's going to be held off until Phase 5. Um, and, but there also is a campaign on the on Twitter, if you follow Twitter. Uh, two of them, actually. People with the hashtag Sam Raimi to direct Blade. And another that I'm trying to get launched off, uh, Wesley Snipes as Whistler who is the mentor of Blade, uh, as we saw from the previous films, played by brilliantly by Chris, uh, by Chris Christopherson. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Wesley Snipes, you know, as Whistler, because it would be a great passing of the torch, passing of the mantle that, you know, I loved, like, you know, fit, you know fans loved my Blade, and now you are the new Blade, you know, kind of thing. That would be awesome. And also the other big news uh, for the MCU. <sighs> Congratulations to Avengers Endgame for finally beating Avatar to become the highest grossing film of all time. It's amazing. It really is. Um, yeah, I'd already written down like notes on how much they had grossed, but... I know it's probably changed since then, so let me look up the updated numbers for that. Uh, yeah, with an astounding worldwide gross of two billion seventy, sorry, two billion seven hundred ninety-two million twenty-three thousand seven hundred forty-nine dollars. That is amazing. It really is. Congratulations to the Russo brothers, to Kevin Feige, to Marvel Studios, because. That is a hell of an accomplishment. It really is. You know, I never thought that I would see the day that a comic book movie, especially one of this caliber, would be the highest grossing film of all time. But hey, I'm not upset about it. I'm happy. Because, like again, I am a big fan. I love Marvel. I love D DC. I'm just happy to see these films getting the recognition that they got. It's awesome. Alright, now 
now, uh, now that I'm done with the panels of the con, I wanted to talk about Project Comic Con, because of course I've been talking about this off and on for the last, I think, three months now. Yeah, but yeah, Project Comic Con made their presence known in San Diego last weekend. Uh, they had the bus stop ad, you know, wrapped around ad for the Snyder Cut. We had the billboard ad along the highway going towards San Diego Comic Con. It was an airplane banner, an ad in the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, flyers passed around the convention floor by the nerd queens who were there as part of this. Signs being carried around and photos taken with it. And, and it, it got a lot of attention. Got the attention of a lot of uh, websites like, you know, I think Washington Post, The Hollywood Reporter, Sci-Fi Wire, um, Yahoo, I think, covered it again as well. But yeah, a lot of outlets took notice of it. And, you know, that's that's amazing and fantastic. It really is. Um, um, and it's, good, it's cool that we, we got that kind of noise done, but, you know, I don't know how much noise exactly that they were able to, you know, they were able to make because, I mean, as awesome, you know, as it is and how as proud as we are that those of us in this, in this campaign, you know, got the attention like that, we don't know how much attention, you know, it gave, it gave to Warner Brothers. We don't know what Warner Brothers is thinking about that currently. And, and, but even so, like, as, even though this is kind of a win for the campaign, it's also still, people are still, it's, the fandom is still very much divided. And, um, you know, people like, you know, as I've, I talk about on plenty of times on here, John Aaron Garza from Real Anarchy, uh, Dave the Film Junkie, who I've talked about a lot on here, and being attacked by people within the campaign and with the movement, um, saying that they're anti-Zack Snyder, that they are anti-Snyder Cut and all that. And even I'm starting to get some of that some of that shit now too. Um, like recently, I I put up the I had created a little logo where I took the NWO logo from WCW New World Order and I fixed it so that it would, so that it would be SWO Snyder World Order. I shared it on Vero and I shared it on Twitter. And when I created it, I I did it because I wanted to just have fun. You know, I wanted to do it as a big wrestling fan, as a big Zack Snyder fan, combine the two things that I love into one little little image. And now I'm thinking I I'm I'm starting to think maybe I should have just left it on Vero and not posted it on Twitter because now it's now that it's on Twitter, it's being used uh, in ways that I really did not want it to be used. Like it's being used to shit on the work the works of other actors and directors. Uh, in the in the in the upcoming DC films, simply because it's not Zack Snyder and it's not Ben Affleck, like like one that I saw today that or yesterday rather, um, that it was uh, that it had my little picture with the SWO logo that I that I created with a picture of uh, of Batman and Deathstroke, supposed to be Ben Affleck, Batfleck, and Deathstroke. And then a picture of Robert Pattinson from Twilight saying, We could have had this, meaning Batman and Deathstroke, but instead we're getting this. You know, sparkly vampire Batman. And just... And I've seen other people 
sharing it, again, with the intent of hating on everything that is not Zack Snyder. And it's just, that was not my intention with this logo. I did not want my logo that I could, again, I created this out of my own, my, out of the goodness of my heart and because I wanted to have fun. And I did not want it to get this kind of attention. And it's just, I've, I, I've, at this point, like, I feel, I've, I regret even making it. So if you're listening to this and you've been sharing the logo, just please stop. Please stop. Stop sharing my little photo that I made out of fun and using it like this. Really. It's just, I don't want something I created to be used for that kind of dramatic bullshit. Please. Again, if you're listening to this and you've shared the logo for my little logo for that, please stop. Probably not going to listen because, you know, it's Twitter and, you know, can't have nice things on Twitter. <sighs> but I am still very much part of the campaign. And I am a supporter of the campaign. I am a supporter of Project Comic Con because I do want to see the Snyder Cut released. <laughs> and... And like I said, I've been attacked by some of the people when I try to say, you know, people saying like, oh, there's no, DC doesn't have any plans, or Warner Brothers has no plans for DC. And I said, like, huh, I didn't realize that Joker coming out in October, Birds of Prey coming out in February, Wonder Woman 1984 coming out in June, The Suicide Squad beginning production in September, and The Batman beginning production by January, that, that, that you know, that's... Warner Brothers not having plans for DC. And then people jumped on me for that, saying, that's not a plan, that's... I don't know. It was, it was a lot of stupid bullshit. Um, basically saying, you know, like, oh, they're, they're cooking to the critics wanting to be Disney and blah blah blah. <sighs> I mean, it's one thing to just not want to see these movies, but to just shit on it before you even see it. It's, that's, I don't, I, I don't want to be part of that. I don't, And again, I don't want my... My little image that I create, that I made, for this to be used for that purpose. <sighs> but still, Project Comic Con, the their the mission is going to continue uh, for however long that it needs to go. And the next stop on this campaign is New York Comic Con, which you know, talking to some of my friends who like to go to these things, I'm gonna see if they'll want to participate in this. They probably won't. But, you know, no harm in asking. Um, uh, so, yeah, that's all I got to say about Project Comic Con. Alright, so this episode marks one year since the launch of this podcast, of the Men in Tights podcast, and it has been a fun year for me. It really has. Oh, I've had some ups and downs along the way. I mean, a lot of stories that I've covered, and movies that I've discussed and reviewed, wrestling news that I've shared, wrestling pay-per-views, predictions that I've given, campaigns that I've helped promote, um, stories that I've brought to light, you know, through other sources that I've obtained this information from. Um, opening up about stuff that I've been going through as well, and just, it has been a very, a really great experience for me, and, and I'm truly 
thankful to all of you who have been on this little journey with me and all of you who have been uh, listening to the podcast and you know, just thank you all so much for your support and as i always say like i truly love and appreciate every single one of you who tune in for every podcast for every movie review for all my little short news videos that i do it means everything to me because i do this all for you i have fun doing it but i do it for you guys and i assure you all this ride ain't over yet there is new content coming to the men and tides podcast and i will share all of that with the information with you right now now the first bit of new content i've actually already debuted recently it is the retro film reviews and on this one i if you haven't checked it out yet i look back at films from my childhood or older films that i might have watched recently for the first time as an adult and i give my honest review for them now the first one that i did was for the original 1994 Lion King film, which I did it last week uh, because of the remake that was just released as well. And I have my review for that one up on here as well. Um, now it's a lot of, basically it's a lot of fun to go back and look at these older films from, you know, a new perspective with, with a clearer mind and open eyes. Um, the next retro film review that I'm actually planning on doing uh, is for the 1987 film Masters of the Universe, uh, starring Dolph Lundgren and legend Frank Langella. So I'll be sure to check that one out whenever I do finally get that uploaded. I'm going to try to actually get it uploaded sometime this week. So there you go. And then these and all future virtual film reviews will be available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, YouTube, uh, in addition to the regular podcast. And the other bit of new content that I'll be bringing is called Worst to Best. And on this, I'll be doing countdowns of films, series, and franchises, of films of a specific genre, different actors who've played the same characters over the years, of films with a specific director, etc., 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 ranked from worst to best. And sometimes it'll also be lists of just worst films or worst actors or the best films and the best actors and all of these rankings they will all be based solely on my own individual thoughts on these films and of these actors and these directors and you know it will not at all be influenced by any outside sources because like i always say just everyone should always go in with an open mind don't let anyone no don't let any outside source influence you now i don't know will be the first entry that I do for this little series but what I can tell you is that coming in October that I'll be re I'll be ranking all 11 films of the Halloween franchise and then in November I'll be ranking the Terminator franchise and yes this one will include Terminator Dark Fate and then also in December I'll be ranking the Star Wars franchise now for that one I don't know if, if I'll do it before the release of Rise of the Skywalker or if I'm going to do it after but, you know, I hope you all enjoy those regardless. And those will also be available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and YouTube. <laughs> and then the third bit of content that I currently have coming up for you guys. Uh, and this one will be exclusive on the YouTube channel only. Uh, and that is because it will be about my drawings. Um, 
anyone who knows me outside of the podcast, they know that I love to draw, and I've been doing it pretty much my entire life, and I wanted to share some of my artwork with you people, or with you lovely subscribers and fans of the podcast. And what I'll be doing is I'll be showing off older drawings that I've done, and, you know, maybe telling the story behind the drawings and what the inspiration was for those drawings, because I figured, you know, people enjoy hearing stories behind someone's art. I know I do, at least. Um, I don't know. I don't. Th I honestly don't think that I'm as good with my drawings as friends and family have told me over the years, but, you know, I'm still wanting to do this because I love to do it, and I uh, hope you all enjoy, you know, seeing my artwork and hearing what I have to say about that. And I might also even do videos where I sketch a brand new drawing for you guys. I might do it like time-lapse where it's sped up so you, so you can see so that you're not sitting here for several hours watching me draw. And um, I don't know when I'll be debuting it, but I assure you it will be very soon. And also, probably the news that I'm most excited about, uh, I'm excited to announce to you all that I have uh, I have an official store for the Minutes podcast now. Um, yes, I finally bit the bullet and decided to have some merchandise made for this. Uh, and I will have all that information available. Um, I have two shirt designs currently available in classic t-shirt, tank top, long sleeve, baseball shirt, and kids t-shirts. And I also have them available as stickers and wall art. And I hope you you people that you'll you'll actually buy some of the merchandise and probably show it off because you all just love me so much <laughs> and the link to the store will be posted in the description for this podcast and will also be in the and linked in my twitter bio uh so you can all check that out anytime you want and like i said this ride ain't over yet hell we're just getting started is it for this very special edition of the Men and Tides podcast. I hope you all enjoyed listening and heard some things that you feel excited about. And if you didn't enjoy it, thanks for tuning in anyway. Now please be sure to tune in next week because I'll be discussing my honest thoughts on Mr. Philip Brooks, aka CM Punk. I hope you'll enjoy that one. And then the following week I will have my SummerSlam 2019 predictions, and then I'll have my Shooting the Shit podcast after that, where I review SummerSlam and then Raw and SmackDown from that week, and include any other news that's going on with, you know, Hollywood and wrestling and whatever. You know, and I know I skipped that one last week, but again, like I said on the previous um, Extreme Rules Predictions podcast, that I was taking the week off so that I can gather up the Comic-Con news for you guys, and... I hope you all enjoyed hearing what I had to talk about for that. But anyways, 
As always, don't forget to subscribe to the Minute Science Podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, and YouTube. Uh, or YouTube, depending on where you want to listen. And follow me on Twitter at IamFossitude for all podcast updates. Uh, follow me on Instagram uh, to enjoy some of the pictures and memes I post on there. And you can also follow me on Vero. Instagram and Vero are both at Fossitude. Twitter at IamFossitude. Uh, and also feel free to support the podcast by donating on Patreon. If you'd like to help improve the overall quality of the brand, you can make a contribution to the Hall of Justice. That is the nickname for my makeshift recording studio. And the link to that is in the description as well. And as always, thank you all so much for tuning in and for subscribing. I love and appreciate each and every single one of you who do. I truly genuinely do. I really mean that from my heart. I really do. And I hope you all enjoy your weekend and your the upcoming week. Spend it with your loved ones if you can. Spend it with the people who mean everything to you if you can. And this has been the Menatites Podcast. I am Julian, and I will see you all next time. Bye. <laughs>